Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the All Things Least podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello, Charles. Hi, Matt. You alright? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. <laughs> we said that both at the same time now. Uh, you you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good, good. I'm, I'm alright as well. Thank you for thank you for asking. Uh, just one game, uh, of course, to look uh, to uh, look at in this week's episode of the podcast. We'll of course uh, be discussing Leeds United's two-one loss uh, away at Millwall uh, last Saturday. Uh, we'll dive deep uh, into that penalty decision because that was an absolute uh, disgrace, absolutely ridiculous decision. There. Uh, we'll also go over the uh, Leeds United under twenty-threes and the women's team uh, briefly. Uh, of course, it is the international break now, so we'll look at the Leeds United players who are often international duty as well as a look at other bits of news uh, coming out of Ellen Road. We'll also discuss England as well as, of course, we have English, that is our team. Uh, there's no Leeds game to look forward to in this week's episode, unfortunately, so we will save that for next week. You're listening to the All Things Leeds podcast. So uh, looking back uh, then on uh, last Saturday's uh, game, Leeds United, of course, losing 2-1 to Millwall away at the Den or the New Den, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now, I wasn't able to watch this game as I was doing media work at, at Farsi Celtic. Uh, again, we, mo- we were uh, mentioned their score uh, from the weekend. Uh, but uh, from what I've seen and heard uh, about the Leeds game, it seemed like an OK start. Uh, but we'll dive straight into that penalty uh, that occurred on 16 minutes. Millwall striker Tom Bradshaw uh, falling uh, to the floor and referee James uh, Linnington pointing dive into the floor (laughs) yeah let's be accurate with the language (laughs) referee uh, James Linnington pointing to the spot to award a a penalty to Millwall Uh, and Charles this is probably the worst decision I've ever seen in my life it's probably the most blatant dive you will ever see (laughs) it was horrendous like if 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 we'd have won a penalty like this I'd have been I'd be I'd be shocked it'd be unbelievable all I think Brady was just putting a little bit of pressure on him, just kind of hand on his sh- shoulder, kind of just trying to put him off. He didn't fi- touch him. And so he, he, his arm was on his shoulder a little bit as we were running, but he didn't push him over, he didn't grab his shirt. He just he was trying to put him off till uh, Phillips got across. And he just... It, but, but the but Bradshaw went down, not like he'd been dragged down, like he'd been legged up, and there was no contact on his feet. So he, he blatantly dived. Yeah, he just dived to the floor. Of course, it did result in uh, Gaetano Pavardi getting sent off. Um, now, uh, at first, reacting this, to this, I was kind of like, well, Pavardi's getting sent off again. Uh, I think he's finished at the club, really. He's always getting sent off when, whenever did, he gets a chance. before but, you saw Yeah, it? but then I saw the clip and I was like, well, yeah, he's always, done absolutely nothing You should nothing always there. check what a player's yeah. been sent off before yeah. he jumps yeah. to conclusions. Yeah. But Pavardi didn't do anything. didn't even touch Bradshaw. It was, he got... Wrong side of him, though, initially. That, yeah, he got that, wrong side of him. It was poor that, defending. That was poor defending. But Pavardi realised, oh, I, I've, I've messed up here. I hold my hands up. Um, and, and, but he saw that Colin Phillips was, was covering. So, um, yeah, he, he knew that he got wrong side of him. He, he knew that he had made that I mistake. Think it, but... I think it's fairly likely that, given Phillips's position, where he was, uh, if it have, Bradshaw hadn't have gone down, uh, Phillips would have tackled him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Bavardi, he runs past Bradshaw, the back of Bradshaw, and once Bavardi goes past him, then Bradshaw uh, takes another touch on ball and then falls to the floor. Um, no one's behind him when Bradshaw does start falling to the floor. It's the most obvious dive you'll, you'll ever see. I mean, the, the more you see it as well, the worse it gets, uh, especially in, in slow motion. It, it, it looks horrendous. It's an awful decision. Um, of course, I think the referee did think that Bavardi clipped him maybe with his feet, uh, but even if Bavardi did clip him, 
it, it shouldn't have been a red card because there was a covering player there in Calvin Phillips. It's also the uh, the double jeopardy rule, yeah. isn't it? If you if you concede a penalty, you're not supposed to send the other player off. Um, unless it's on purpose. Un- un- unless you've deliberately fouled them and it's a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. But given there's covering players and it's not a deliberate foul, it, it's not even a foul. Yeah. Like, but but even if, but even if Bavadi did make contact, it's an accident. He's ran past him and accidentally clipped him. So yeah, what you're supposed to do in that if you're a competent referee with functioning eyes, <laughs> which he, James Linson isn't, you book you book you book him. You just give him a yellow, give the penalty. Yeah, but then he didn't even deny a goal scoring opportunity. There was covering players. It's it's an horrendous decision uh, from referee James Linnington, Um who had a good view of of the incident uh, as as well from uh, from what I saw. He's not ref many Leeds games, uh, but he's sent off. For these players, yeah. in the games he has played, uh, yeah. refters. So, all yeah. beginning with and the name he, B he, as well. He's also a Manchester United fan. Yeah. So, all beginning with the name B as well. He, he sent off Belushki, sent off uh, Byram, yeah, sent off how, and how, how can you have a scum fan ref a Leeds game? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine the reverse of that? Can you imagine if you had? Yeah, apparently he's, he's a Manchester it, United fan yeah. from the Isle of Wight, but apparently he's a Manchester United fan. Yeah, we don't know that for certain, but apparently, he yeah. Is. And of course, the refereeing board will just say, "All right, well." They're not in the same league. They're not in the same area. But if you, if you had a Leeds fan refing a Man United game, they wouldn't give him anything. You'd be constantly booking scum players and sending people off and giving opposition penalties, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, You'd be deliberately unfair. So, yeah. like, you can, that, that, you can see it why it'd be the reverse. Yeah. Like in the um, oh, uh, scum are playing Liverpool the weekend, aren't they? If I was refereeing that, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be sending people off for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine there's not uh, there's not many people to send off in that scum team because they're all dreadful. <laughs> I'd probably send David De Gea off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's now James Linnington. He's sent off a player in in all three of his past Leeds United games. He's refereed, of course, in that two one loss uh, at, at Millwall away last Saturday. Uh, the game, the Leeds game he refereed previous to that uh, was a two 0 loss at home to Cardiff, uh, where he sent a player off, and then uh, before that, 2014 in that four one loss away at uh, Watford. Uh, so yeah, James Linton, he's, he's got he's got a quite a bad record. I, I came across this this uh, website uh, which had comments from from football fans from many many years ago, but they're really hammering into James Linton. It's on uh, football. Lineups.com. Yeah, there's, there's a clip of Lee Boyan massively having a go at him as yeah, well. Yeah, there's, there's a Talksport article here uh, titled Robbed. Lee Boyer brands referee James Linnington a disgrace and accuses Steve Evans of bullying officials after Charlton's defeat uh, to Peterborough. So there's an article there where Lee Boyer was not happy with James Linnington. And also there's this article, uh, there's this website here with many comments. So this one's from the 31st December 2016 and it reads, Why didn't he postpone the Reading Fulham game before kickoff? I'll never know. Only saw about 30% of the pitch for the first half and then as the fog cleared, he abandoned the game. So he has no idea what he's doing with weather conditions. Uh, there's another one here also uh, from October 2016 this time uh, between uh, Derby and a Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, someone put a uh, crap referee should be sacked for bottling a major decision in the Derby Sheffield Wednesday game. Frightened to upset a large home crowd. And it kind of felt like this. James Lennington really had a poor game and it did feel like he no was... No Wall have never had a large home crowd though. Must be fair. No, but but it was here. <laughs> and and it, Was he afraid of the Millwall fans? Well, probably. I mean, I'm, I've seen him lob bloody Peroni bottles yeah. of people before, so... And yeah. he did massively bottle it. He he us all that, and he'll have thought because he's a bottle job and a cheat and a scum fan and corrupt. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll have thought, right? This is an opportunity where I can leave this with leave this uh, ground without getting harassed. <laughs> all I've got to do is make the wrong decision, let them go one nil up. Not only make them go one nil up, make Leeds go down to ten men, 
and then effectively I'll have a breeze of the last 70 minutes <laughs> Yeah, honestly, a dreadful, dreadful decision. He's got a bad reputation. Um, he needs punishing. Referees like this need need to be punished. He needs to not referee another championship game at all for the rest of the I've, season. I have got some complaints about this uh, this running order, mate, because you've made two spelling mistakes. <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. Bit of background information, running order for, for Charles. It, it's a, you, you missed an O out of Thompson and you put Douglas rather than Douglas. Right, I, I was in a rush. I was in a rush this morning. Uh, but yeah, James Linton and referees like this, they need punishing because it was a dreadful decision early on as well in 16 minutes and it, and it completely ruined the game. It did. It did it ruin the game. completely ruined the game. Well, yeah, 16 minutes in, we're playing for a, with 10 men for 76 a plus, extra, a plus added time uh, at, at the New Den at Millwall away where Lionel's are going to bottle it, the referee's going to bottle it. There was there was one point where I don't know which which Millwall player it was. I don't know if you recorded this. He got booked for a heavy challenge, and then five minutes later he two footed Phillips in a foul. It was given as a foul, and he didn't get sent off. Yeah, it, it, it's atrocious. It, it's absolutely atrocious. Officiating in this league is horrendous. There, there is a serious problem with officiating in, in the championship, and it, and it needs sorting. Um, for you, do you, do you think Leeds United are had done by quite quite a lot by officials? You don't like to think like that, do you? You like to think that they're all fair. That we're all just paranoid and that we're just annoyed for being in this league. So but after long. this, but, quite but, a lot of fans but, came out and pointed it out. Fans who aren't Leeds fans, yeah, they were, came they, out and pointed it out. This is dreadful, the, and you need to question. It. It, there is a lot of bias against Leeds. Like the, the Sky report didn't mention the fact that it was a blatant dive. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, who came out and said it was? Uh, the referee on Sky Sports. You know, Chris Kamara tweeted that uh, immediately yeah. that it was it was just a dive. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but nobody nobody on Sky Sports said anything. No. Just went, oh, that's a, oh, that's a penalty. Not not in any reports even. Yeah. Not none of them mentioned. Absolutely not. It's never mentioned. And because um, on the Quest highlights, I think Stephen Warnock said it was a uh, very very harsh, but you know. Yeah, irrelevant really. In at the yeah. end of the day, <laughs> uh, even even though I mean we can talk about the fact that it's been overruled, but. Um, Bradshaw's not been punished for it because the, the it was it was declared enough contact yeah, to, enough contact <laughs> to not be referred yeah. to uh, deceiving the referee. Yeah, that, that's panel. really that's really weird, isn't it? So uh, yeah, so, so after this, it was a blatant dive, uh, clear to see, especially on replays. And Leeds United announced on Monday that they would appeal it, uh, which they did, and the FA looked at it and uh, surprise, surprise, uh, they did uh, overturn. It was uh, surprise. Uh, I yeah. expect them to double <laughs> the ban. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, they did uh, overturn Bavardi's red card uh, on the grounds that he didn't deny an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Which of course it didn't. There was Calvin Phillips there, and so he won't be suspended. Which of course is good. I mean, we we short players as it is right now. We don't need we anyone don't, out. We've with got suspension. the international break. So yeah, yeah. Um, but um, however, uh, what isn't correct is that the FA, um, a free man panel, uh, looked at the incident and, and believed that there was there was contact made. So, so what on, they've said uh, there, Bradshaw. what the FA have said there is that it was a pen. But it was wrong to send you off. <laughs> when in reality, it wasn't a pen, I mean, and he sh- was wrong to send you off. Surely it's either or, is it not? No, because he's, he's all the panel have said there is that he hasn't denied a clear goal scoring opportunity. So that that so he should, so he should have been sent off. They've, they've not they've, they've not disagreed with the fact the referee gave a pen. They think that is a penalty. It's not. It's not. It, but no, I'm not, I'm not saying it is, but that's what they think. <laughs> yeah, these professional referees, even like even um, even Dermot Gallagher on Sky Sports, who, who who regularly comes out with utter shite when it comes to Leeds, <laughs> uh, even he said, right, that that isn't a pen, and it's also definitely not a red card. Yeah, 
And, so, and the, man, the man is is biased all the time. Yeah. So the FA reviewed it of a penalty incident, but felt it was it did not meet the threshold to refer to a relevant panel to decide if it was a successful deception of a match official. But it was a successful de- deception of a match official. The, the success, it won a penalty. Successfully deceived the, the ref sent off. into getting an, uh, the opposition sent off and deceived the ref into giving him a penalty. So yeah. that's that's two deceptions for the referee. Yeah. And but but he's not going to be punished for for, for simulation. Uh, I, I'm just confused because surely it's either or. Either Bavardi hasn't touched him and and he shouldn't be and he shouldn't be sent off, or Tom or Bavardi has touched him and and he and he does deserve a red cat. In a there is some there is a shining light in this sea of bad news. Uh, Tom Bradshaw had his car nicked last month, <laughs> so <laughs> he did have his car stolen. So shining light, yeah, shining light, yeah. We, but, could, be, we could be bitter about. It. I hope I hope someone's you know. Kind of joyriding in it and just abandoned it in a field somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bavardi, he he's not suspended now, and uh, but Tom Bradshaw, he will not be punished, which just makes no sense uh, to me. Uh, but that is the decision. But uh, yeah, back onto the game. So yeah, horrible ref, uh, James Lennington. He had a very poor game. Um, but of course, uh, the penalty. Jed Wallace uh, stepped up and smashed the penalty into the top left corner, sending Casilla the wrong way. A really good penalty in offence, but it should have never come about. The penalty should not have should not have happened. Um, Would have been funny if he missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been great if we missed it. Uh, but yeah, we kept on pushing on despite uh, being a man down. Uh, should we have had a penalty, Charles, uh, in the first half? A challenge on Jack Harrison. Uh, Malin Romeo, he seemed to just kick Jack Harrison's ankles. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, given that if, if good referees are consistent, they're either consistently poor or consistently harsh uh, with with fouls. That was no more a foul than the one that Brady allegedly did on Bradshaw. He, 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 Harrison cuts back. Romeo clumsily swings his leg into into Harrison's shins, and he goes that it looks a bit soft because of the way Harrison falls. But yeah. in reality, you've just booted somebody in the shins, and that's a penalty. Yeah, Harrison should have probably stayed down a bit longer. He did get up quite quickly he should have stayed down rolled about and maybe he would have won it but we should have had a penalty there for me um, it did uh, go 2-0 uh, just before half time uh, Tom Bradshaw scoring uh, it's a really poor goal to concede this one isn't it poor defending from Leeds yes we had 10 men um, but uh, really poor defending so uh, Ben Thompson on the left uh, played a nice ball over uh, Helder Costa who was playing at right back at this point uh, played it to uh, Shane Ferguson uh, on the left He's, he crossed in and Bradshaw got in front of failing. Uh, to roll the ball uh, into the bottom right hand corner, uh, but yeah, it's a really poor goal, really poor defend, uh, poor defending uh, by Leeds United. There, uh, um, but I mean, we we have tell the cost of playing at right back. Yeah, tell the cost of playing at right back. Ailing playing at centre back, which he hasn't really played for for many years, and uh, we had ten men as well. But uh, yeah, a really poor goal to concede. So we're two 0 down at half time with ten men. So we had a tough mountain to climb really in the second half. <laughs> we score within uh, about twenty seconds of the second half start. <laughs> yeah, so Barry Douglas he comes on for Helder Costa at half time. I mean, no no surprise there because uh, we were short on defenders at that point. Uh, but yeah, we scored 20, 20 seconds into the second half, a perfect start in the second half as uh, so Clicky laid the ball off to Jack Harrison on the right uh, his low cross found Alioski uh, to tap in to make it uh, 2-1 uh, that's now two goals in two games uh, for, for Alioski we've got a goal scorer on our hands yeah <laughs> which is nice yeah it is nice um, I mean we, we at least we won one of the games <laughs> the more important one arguably um, but yeah 
it was just disappointing that we weren't able to create any more chances for the rest of the game. It just felt like we didn't really do yeah. anything for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, and we, we, we dominated the game in terms of possession. Millwall created a lot more chances than us, but we dominated the game on possession, passes, but we just couldn't create anything. Yeah, because they just stacked the middle of the pitch. Yeah, they they had more men in their box. They had more Millwall players in, 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 in their box than we had players on the pitch. So. Yeah, and we just couldn't, we couldn't get anything. We couldn't. Yeah. Fashion and the opportunities. Yeah, it was tough for us. So, uh, yeah, 10 man leads uh, weren't able to bounce back and, and draw a level. And, uh, of course, we ended up uh, losing the game 2 1. Uh, not good. Not, not not a good loss, that. Well, no, it's, but we always lose out at the den, don't we? Yeah, Annoyingly. We do. yeah. uh, this time wasn't really our fault, but we still lost. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bit. We're just. We're just. We're not playing poorly. That's the annoying thing. We're yeah. just getting screwed over constantly. Yeah, by poor officiating and poor officiating and, uh, and bad luck. And you don't like to. We are making excuses. You don't like to make excuses. We are playing well, but if we could just have a game where someone isn't given a dodgy penalty against us, or someone isn't uh, injuring one of our our captain on purpose and not getting uh, sent off for it like Robson Carnu or <laughs> Pablo Hernandez is back fit <laughs> or Forshaw just kind of or, or even Shackleton back fit in the midfield one yeah. of them would be nice yeah. we're just we're just seeing we're absolutely cursed <laughs> it are. feels like we're cursed we really we really are uh, that's now the three losses in our last five games of course for the other uh, the other three games uh, of the other uh, couple of games uh, was, a, was a win and draw um, but not good form at all really this uh, three losses in five games so, something's not right at the moment what, what, what do you think is happening Charles and, and what needs changing for you we just we don't seem to be making enough enough kind of penetrating runs into the box it always seems like it's alright because we, we always try and cross it and our crossing is not very good when our crossing is good when Dallas or Harrison or Alioski occasionally puts in a good ball it appears to be Bamford kind of fighting an entire back line by himself we don't seem to get enough players in the box we, we seem to like hanging around outside the box and if you're going to hang around outside the box that's fine but you don't cross the ball in you take long shots yeah. or you try and chip the ball over the top and, and run run in yeah. But we just seem to be crossing the ball back to people. But we do attack down the wings. That, that's, that's we we, we do attack down the wings. We don't get. There's no point attacking down the wings if you don't have anybody in the dangerous areas. If you don't have any quality on the wings. Because well, we are putting in good balls occasionally, but it, it just seems like Click's always on the edge of the box. Shackleton, he's playing, always on the edge of the box. Bam, Bamford's in, in the middle, but he's the only one. And if the ball doesn't fall to him, he either. He can't get on it. And if, if he does get on, if he does get on it, He'll fire it. He'll fire it wide. He'll fire it high, or he'll get it on target. But the keeper will make reasonably comfortable. So we just don't seem to be able to do much at the moment. But we are missing. If you think about it, we're missing our captain, centre back, for sure, experienced midfielder, Pablo Hernandez, most experienced player. So we're missing arguably yeah. the spine of the team. Basically, yeah. are we missing Pablo Hernandez? Do you think we seem to be missing that real number ten who's just going to create everything? And Pablo, there's stats there. When Pablo's playing, we, we create on average like 12, 12 and a half chances per game. Uh, when he's not there, I think, I think it's falling down to eight. There's there's a small margin, but it's clear there that Pablo Hernandez, that's when not he is a small playing, small margin. That's by a third. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, there is evidence there that that when Pablo Hernandez is playing, we do create a lot more. Yeah, we even when he's kind of off the boil a bit, we do seem to be missing that kind of magical element he can bring, that spark of inspiration. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't even have to start. We can bring him off the bench, but 
I think after the international break, I'd be surprised if he and he and Forshaw weren't fit. I, th- yeah. I think they will be fit after the international break. Yeah, hopefully they are. Uh, but yeah, it's not good form. Three losses in, in five games now. Uh, yeah, something is just not working. Something does need changing. Uh, is it time to start worrying for you? Yeah, a, a lot of people are panicking after this game. Remember, we, we didn't have Forshaw, Pablo Hernandez, Captain Liam Cooper and James Shackleton, who is the main cover for, for the midfielders. So we were about those four players for this game uh, as they're all out with I'm injuries. Not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think we're going to win the league. <laughs> um, I, and that's not me being negative. No. I just don't think you can lose three games in 11, your first 11. If you lose three games by Christmas, you can probably win the league. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be autos or more likely yeah. playoffs again, which yeah. will hurt. <laughs> but, but you're not worrying about not finishing the top six yet? No, I'm not. not absolutely yeah. not. I think we will, we will finish yeah. in the top six. I so, just... Um, I've got concerns that we may not finish in the top two, um, but obviously um, they're not serious concerns. Can't get carried away, and, not, and I'm not getting carried away. And it's not just after the Millwall game; it was the Charlton game that was that that was one yeah. where we had eleven. But we men. have been, but we have been without, without some key players. Oh, so. yeah, we have been as well. But we've 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 lost like the Swansea game as yeah. well, the Forest game. These are games where we should have been winning, and we're not winning them. And if you don't win games, you should win. You struggle. Yeah, and we we should have picked up a lot more points than we do we have got right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not worried that we will finish that we won't finish in the top six because we will. We just yeah. will. This it, league, this league is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> we will finish in the top six. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not writing off top two. I just don't think we'll win the league. Yeah. But it's not time for Bielsa out yet. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, after that loss uh, to Millwall, we, we did drop down to a fifth place in the championship table on 20 points. That record of not dropping below fourth has gone, unfortunately. Cheers, uh, Jim. <laughs> yes, but uh, we are uh, now fifth in the championship table on 20 points, just two points. Uh, behind uh, Nottingham Forest, who are in second, and West Brom, who are the league leaders now. Uh, but also just two points above Charlton, who are in 10th. So the table is still very, very close. There's no need to panic yet. We The table is still very, very tight. Well, yeah, I mean, look how terrible Norwich were. At <laughs> <laughs> the start of last season, yeah. yeah. the start of last season, then they went on to win the league very, yeah. very comfortably. Aston, Aston Villa, they were poor throughout, for the majority of the season, then came up. At the end, yeah, but they 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 just about managed to finish fifth. They only did that because they won the last ten games or something stupid. Yeah, they came from like the middle of nowhere, yeah, and then went up. So yeah, it's possible. But is there fear for you though that we could fall behind? There's always that fear, isn't there? Yeah, um, but it is still very close now. There's no need to panic yet. I think I don't, I don't really rate Pep Quintet's Birmingham that much. <laughs> um, not nothing against the lad. He was, I liked him at Leeds, but I just yeah. don't think his squad's that good. I think that club's got a lot of problems. I think we will. I think we'll beat him. So I think, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah, hopefully. Of course, we we do go into an international break now, uh, so we have to stew over this for for the next week or so. Uh, for you, is the international break coming up at a good time? Yeah, uh, especially considering the injuries. Or would you rather play? Just straight away. And, I'd rather have and, a three-week international break, mate, personally, <laughs> just to get all injured players back. But yeah, we only get two. Yeah. So I, I was speaking to um because uh, I do I do major work at Fans Celtic. Last weekend I spoke to the manager Adam Lakeland, and uh, we would be playing next week away at uh, Leamington, but Leamington, uh, not Leamington, rather uh, Kidderminster Harriers. I'm playing away against Kidderminster Harriers next weekend. We should be, but Kidderminster Harriers had to postpone that game because they have a few players on international duty, which is just bizarre. National League Northside, a sixth-tier English football team, have players on international duty. I mean, fair play to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, are they, who are they playing for? 
Um, I think I think a few of them, are, few of them are for the uh, youth teams. I, th- I think in the minter, Harriers have got a guy on loan from like Liverpool, who's in the England youth setup, and another guy who who plays for. I, I think it's um, oh, what is it? Bermuda, Bermuda. I think. So um, so yeah, that that game's been called off. So we as far as they are playing on non-league day, which is just atrocious. That's how Chris um, about the, uh, the Bermuda shirts will buy yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, but I asked him because because we lost at the weekend, uh, got back to five nil at home against Southport in the FA Cup uh, third qualifying round. Uh, but I asked him after a loss, do you want a break or do you want to go out there straight away and play? And, and he said, do you want to go out there and play straight away? Yeah, Ben White said the same thing yeah. when he got interviewed. He yeah. refused to comment on the Brady red card, which is smart because he'll probably get banned if he did. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but he said, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's we, not nice to he, sit he, on he a... He said we, we just want to, we'd, we'd rather play on Tuesday. Yeah, because it's not nice to sit on a loss uh, for, for a long, long time. But then again, you, you do consider our injuries. And I think that this international break is quite kind of gum, coming up at a good time. So our key players aren't missing too many games. Uh, but yeah, of course, international break and the next game is, of course, uh, the Centenary game against Birmingham City on the 19th of October, uh, which we will, of course, look ahead to uh, in next week's podcast. Uh, but moving on, just to go over quickly, the uh, Leeds United under-23s. Uh, they played against Birmingham City under-23s in the Premier League Cup last Friday night. Uh, the game was played uh, up at Tadcaster, which uh, which always seems to get a good crowd uh, from the Leeds United fans. You up there, Charles. So. Yeah, I went with my dad. Um, had a pint. Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we were nice. Yeah, was it uh, a good game? It, it finished 0-0. Uh, Birmingham, they did go down to 10, ten men. Um, yeah, because... Uh, Bogus went in, in on goal and he just got two foot from behind <laughs> so yeah. it was a definite red card <laughs> Yeah, and there was one chance which uh, where Bogus intercepted the ball high up the pitch he was by far the best player with, with Bogus oh yeah Bogus is standing out for me in 23s I, I think he, he, he definitely needs to be in that first team I'm impressed with uh, McKinstry as well but he probably needs a bit more time Yeah. Um, how long was, How long did Birmingham have 10 men for? I think they got a red card in about forty minutes. So, so really, we should have won the game then. Yeah, there was men. there was there was a couple. Of, there was, I, I, there should have been a pen. We should have had a pen as well. Yeah, uh, well, right at the end of the game, we should have had a pen. But yeah, yeah we should have really scored. Yeah, was uh, it fairly uneventful the game? No, no. There's a few chances. Um, I think Bogus sent a free kick just wide, uh, direct free kick. Um, we had a few shots on target. But there was one where Mezio had a brilliant game actually. Um, they went in on goal. And um, the Birmingham player volleyed it so hard, it, it, it Meslier in the face, and knocked him out for about five minutes. So there was there was like five minutes where nothing happened because yeah. they, they thought they were going to have to stretch him off, but he woke up <laughs> and was all right to keep playing. Good. So he's, yeah, he's not injured. He just it t- took one hell of a hit to the face. <laughs> it was like you know when you're younger and someone you, you'd be playing football and someone volleyed the ball straight in your face and. It, um, I once had it where it uh, bust my nose yeah. because it was so cold when I was playing, I didn't feel it. And um, so my nose was, you know, bleeding everywhere. Someone said, are you all right, man? Do you want to come off? I was like, what are you on about? <laughs> it's like bleeding everywhere. But the, uh, it knocked him clean out. Oh, wow. um, so, it, But he was okay. Yeah, yeah good, he's all right. Uh, but yeah, no, no, despite uh, Birmingham having 10 men. So um, yeah, no, uh, no draw there. It's, it's like, the, it's like uh, a group Legion stage thing anyway with that. With yeah. The, it's like, a, like there's three or four teams in the group. So it's like a nil nil. So, yeah. so that's why I didn't go to extra time. Yeah, no, no, extra time. It's just a point in the group. So, yeah. 
Nice, nice. Um, uh, quick mention for the Leeds United ladies. They beat South Shields uh, ladies 4-1 in the FA Cup uh, last Sunday up at Four Parts. Two goals from uh, Abby Brown and then goals from Rebecca Hunt and Shannon Durkin helped uh, the Leeds ladies win 4-1, uh, which is which is great. A big congratulations to them uh, on their win. Uh, they seem like a, a really good team, uh, yeah, the Leeds United women, which is great to see. I think it's five games unbeaten now for them, so they're having a good good season. Um, you'd like to see them promoted because obviously the, the Leeds United ladies have kind of suffered a bit in, a, in the kind of past 10 years or so with the... Well, we haven't had... Yeah, no, I don't know if it was Chilino or GFH or Bates. One of them got rid of the team entirely. Yeah, Ravazani brought it back. Yeah, uh, he got it back. So it's um, it's nice to see him doing well and hopefully can... Uh, they finished like fourth or fifth last season? Mm. Yeah. So something like that. Um, so yeah, if they get... Uh, just go one step further now. I'm sure they can. I think they made a couple more signings as well. And um, But yeah, I, I'm... Looking forward to seeing them do well this season. Yeah, they look like a very good team. Yeah. And the main Leeds United accounts are now giving them a lot more coverage, which is really great to see. I saw it on Twitter. I watched the highlights of, of the game uh, against South Shields on the club's uh, official YouTube channel, which is uh, which is great. And they need more coverage. They, they, they need more coverage. They deserve more coverage. There's a lot more. There's a kind of a big expansion in the women's game at the moment, isn't there? Um, yeah, well, it's doing well. Yeah, because of the, the World Cup and the Euros and, um, and things. So... You'd expect, you know, with the Americans winning, winning the World Cup, um, you'd expect the um, kind of domestic game to get the kind of similar attention. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, I think, obviously, BBC are putting a lot more... I think B- BT, they had a West Ham versus Spurs game. Yeah, they're putting the, a lot more effort into the And that, that was the first game. women's game to be played at uh, Premier League ground. So it was played at the West Ham ground, the London Stadium. So, um, yeah, uh, women's football is, is forever growing, which is great. Um, what, what do you think of women's football? A lot of people think that it's not as good as, as men's football. I, I get quite entertained by it. I, I think it's quite good. Yes, I think men's football is a lot more skillful, but women's football still is entertaining. It's, it still is good to watch. I mean, it's it's not it's not sexist to say that men are generally bigger and faster because yeah. they are. Um, but the this is football. Is football. Like you, you can watch. Sometimes you can watch people playing games in a park, and it'd be interesting. Yeah. So, not like I'm comparing women's games to games in a park. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that. But the, the football, is football. So football is always entertaining. And if you're watching. And uh, if if I can I can watch, yeah I can watch women's football yeah. I, I prefer watching it's similar to men's football I prefer watching teams I'm invested in so yeah. I'd rather watch England women and, and Leeds United ladies than any other uh, women's team yeah exactly um, but it's the same with the men's I'm not I'm not really interested in watching anyone apart from Leeds in England yeah I mean <laughs> for I, the for, men's yeah for me I mean being a sports journalist I, I'm a big sports fan big football fan I'll just watch anything that's on yeah. really uh, every time I switch on the TV I'll just go to the sports channels and just watch whatever's on um, so, so yeah women's football it's good I, I quite like it uh, obviously, obviously where f- friend of the podcast uh, Stats is, covers the uh, Legion United yes. ladies frequently yeah, he, do, he does. He will be on the uh, podcast next week. Mm. Uh, we'll start uh, to look ahead to his uh, book launch, uh, which is next week. Uh, but yeah, women's football is good. I, I enjoy it, and it's good that they're getting a lot more coverage. Uh, women's football it is good quality, though there was some very questionable uh, goalkeeper from the uh, South Shields goalkeeper. It's, it's questionable goalkeeper, <laughs> goalkeeper in the men's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but this was very, very questionable. If you watch highlights, you will. <laughs> very <laughs> questionable. Um, but yeah, women's football is good, and it's good that they're getting more coverage. And uh, again, a big congratulations to them on their uh, 4-1 win. The FA Cup uh, last Sunday uh, over South Shields. Uh, well, uh, moving on then to uh, other bits of news. Uh, even Bravo, he's left uh, Leeds United. He stepped down uh, from the uh, board of directors. Uh, of course, he arrived before the 17 uh, 18 season, and apparently after that season, he hasn't really spent much time at Leeds. Uh, of course, he, he did a good job with the Aspire Academy and all the links to Qatar and, and, uh, and did, elsewhere. Did he, though? Did he do a good job? 
I've never really understood the kind of guitar no. links. Nothing's really. I mean, I know that we've sent a few youngsters over there to, to play. Yeah, but... to play in a few tournaments, but yeah. we, could, we can do that in this country. I've never really understood what the point of the whole guitar link thing was. Yeah. We, we never really. It wasn't like they were creating like gems over there and then sending them over to Leeds. That never happened. So no. <laughs> I'm not really sure what his job actually was. Yeah. So how big of a loss he is to the club? Doesn't really seem like a big one to me. And I think the partnership is going to continue as well. Um, I think I think uh, even Bravo, he's just left to do uh, other things. Uh, Leeds United stated on their website, um, they also uh, said that it will be welcome back uh, with open arms uh, if, he, if he ever wants to uh, visit again uh, or, or get a job back at Leeds again. Uh, he will be welcome back. To, uh, but yeah, even Bravo, he's left the board of directors. Not really, not really much to say on the guy. I don't, I don't know he never, much about he, him. He was never a public figure. He never, yeah. he never did an interview. He, he, he was never really seen or heard. Yeah, I think he came from Real Madrid as well. He, did, he was, yeah. So, yeah. Co- confused, confusing member of the Leeds <laughs> United board at, yeah. uh, at the best of times. Yeah. So uh, yeah, even Bravo, he's left the bottom. Speaking, speaking United. of confusing men, and <laughs> we'll talk about Victor Orton in a minute, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and Javier Vazani, Angus Kinnear, and I think Victor Orton. I think I saw him. Um, they've uh, been over. Uh, uh, spending time in uh, San Francisco, of course, over in California in America. Uh, they've been watching the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, they uh, watched the 49ers beat uh, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns uh, 31 to 3. Um, it's great to see that that partnership with the uh, 49ers is still going strong. Yeah, um, hopefully they'll give us some more money. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, obviously they've got to kind of maintain business relationships and show an interest. Uh, I don't. Think I don't really like American football. I think yeah, it's just, I don't really follow it. I think it's for rugby for for people who can't play rugby. <laughs> personally, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought I call the stopping and starting in American football. That's well, it's it's in baseball. It's, it's American sports in general. There's no there's no consistency. There's no constant play. They're, like I like basketball and I like even, ice hockey. Even, even basketball, there's four stoppages a game. Yeah, but They've, I like I like ice hockey as well. But American football is never it's, really. They, they, they have to stop all the time and. Obviously, with American football, because Americans kind of lose interest very quickly. If someone doesn't score every 10 seconds, then the game is boring. <laughs> so that's why Americans have never got into football. They're but, like, yeah. uh, uh, you always see when people, inter- when Americans interviewing footballers, uh, like, you know, from like LA Galaxy or something like that, they always go, uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's feasible that a game can end nil nil, can't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't really often happen. <laughs> <laughs> it happens now and again, but not re- yeah. not really often. Is that why they always sign these yeah, big they time always, they strikers? Always, they always, they, they, they always like, well, why would you go see if no one scores? It's like, because you like the game. Yeah. <laughs> you can appreciate the. You, you can have. I've seen really entertaining nil nil draws. Yeah, I we mean, all have. Uh, that really shouldn't <clears throat> have been nil nil draws. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they they always seem to buy uh, big time strikers over there in America, don't they? Yeah, Ibrahimovic, well, it's Rooney. It's a, it's a retirement league. So, yeah. <laughs> so sixty-seven-year-old Ibrahimovic goes over. Yeah. But the uh, Wayne Rooney goes over. Beckham went over. David Villa went over. They, they, they just take everyone who's finished in Europe who, who kind of won everything. Yeah. And uh, can't bother running anymore. Goes to go play in the MLS. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Not, but, not to disparage the league, <laughs> <yeah>. obviously. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but back onto uh, uh, back onto the partnership. So yeah, Ravazani can also over in uh, San Francisco watching the 49ers. Great to see that. Uh, I think still they won as well. well. Yeah, they, yeah I, I just mentioned 49ers beat Cleveland oh, yeah, Browns yeah. Free, 31 to three uh, at uh, San Francisco. Ha- so, hammered uh, them man, 31 three. <laughs> yeah, I mean if that's how it works, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what how much each touchdown is worth. Yeah, but um, 
See, yeah. that's, that's, that's the point. The spot makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're over there. Um, so yeah, good to see that partnership with the 49ers going strong. Uh, elsewhere, Pablo Hernandez, uh, he's walking out with uh, Josh Warrington uh, at Josh Warrington's next fight uh, this Saturday at the uh, Leeds First Direct Arena. Uh, Warrington facing Sofian Takuch. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Um, but yeah, Warrington's facing uh, Sofiane for the uh, IBF World Lightweight Championship. Uh, Pablo Hernandez walking walking him out. Pablo, be careful. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get injured uh, even more. Um, yeah. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, just don't get involved. I mean, Pablo Hernandez already looks like he's been punched in the face, to be honest. No, no, he doesn't. He's a good-looking lad, is Pablo. He's his just, his he, eyes, though. He's just, he's just got haunted eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's seen terrible things <laughs> that he can't talk about. <laughs> they just like uh, the uh, intense kind of dark swirls. Yeah. Um... They, 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 you can't really look him in the eyes very often. Yeah. <laughs> you just see your own nightmares. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pablo Hernandez, he's walking out with Josh Warrington at his next fight this Saturday. Warrington should win. I've, I've never really heard of a guy. He's not really a, a big-time opponent. It's at the first director, first director arena here in Leeds. So, uh, yeah, Josh Warrington, he, he should win. Probably win on points. There's never really any knockouts in a lightweight, uh, the lightweight uh, division. He weighs about five still, less yeah. than me and you. <laughs> I, I've met him. He's, he's like, he's all muscle. Yeah, I've <laughs> met him a few times, yeah. Yeah, he's he's... He's, I think he's about two inches shorter than me, but he only weighs like eight stone. But it's eight stone of muscle. He doesn't have, he doesn't have yeah. any fat on him. Yeah, it's just muscle. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Pablo Hernandez walking uh, out uh, with Josh Warrington at his next fight this Saturday, which uh, he should win. Hopefully, he does win. Good luck to him. And finally, uh, Leeds United's game uh, away at Reading on the Tuesday, the twenty sixth of November, has been selected for Sky TV broadcast. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Leeds United uh, always on TV, of course. Uh, the date and kickoff time hasn't changed, so it's still uh, it was on Tuesday anyway and it's still on that day and it's still uh, an 8pm kickoff uh, which is uh, nice nice to be uh, the main game on Sky TV I probably won't be going to the game so it'd be nice to watch it 8pm kickoff 8pm kickoff so we are the latest kickoff then brilliant like 15 15 minutes after everybody else yeah they'll probably change it from 7.45 to 8pm I think I think a few few things said that it's been changed from 7.45 to 8pm but um Yes, yeah, st- still on the same date, though. And um, yes, nice to be the, the main game on Sky Sports. Be nice to watch it. I won't be going to it, so it'll be nice to watch it on TV. And it's uh, also nice for Sky Sports tellers early as well, unlike Leeds United, uh, who announced uh, last Tuesday uh, that there's uh, this hospitality package uh, you can buy for the uh, Centenary game uh, against Birmingham City at Ellen Road. Uh, after the international break, of course, on the 19th of October, uh, it costs £150, um, also up to £180, I saw. Um, so yeah, uh, they're, they're like telling us things. Uh, uh, very last minute, they've announced this very expensive package with eleven days to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't think many people are going to buy it. I mean, it's just ex- one hundred fifty pounds is extortionate. But if football's a business, uh, if you're enough of a sucker to pay one hundred fifty pounds to stand in the hospitality area, do you deserve to lose your money? Personally, <laughs> <laughs> just just watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> go on your season ticket buy a normal ticket just yeah. go yeah so uh, yeah this hosp- hospitality package 150 quid with 11 days to go uh, not great not great for the regular fan that's now the Centenary Pavilion closed because uh, they've got um, um, who is it Lucas Radabay in the Centenary Pavilion so that's now closed for the regular with fans with the five people that will pay <laughs> 150 pounds 
I mean, it's stupid. It's it's not great. The centenary uh, celebrations, they need to be for the fans. They need to be for the fans, but instead it's just a, a way of making. If it, yeah, a if lot they of just money. charged like 50 quid, some, I feel like a fair few people would have gone to see yeah. it for 50 quid. Yeah. But you're not spending 150 quid with 11 no. days in advance. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy about it, really, but what can you do? But it should still be good for centenary celebrations for the uh, Birmingham game on, on the 19th. It should, should still be good. It should still be, should still be a, a very good occasion. I'll be at least United announcing that very last minute. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news then. So moving on, uh, of course, it's the international break. So there's plenty of Leeds United players who are going to represent their country over the next couple of weeks. Um, so we're starting with the youth players. So Ryan Edmonton, he's been called up to the uh, England under-19 squad for their two games in the Marbella International Cup, which sounds very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, uh, never heard of it, but I'll no, assume it's all right. Never have I. Uh, yeah, they're against uh, France and then uh, against Belgium. Uh, both played at the uh, Marbella Football Centre in Malaga. Uh, over in Spain. Uh, Jack Clark, he's uh, been called up to the uh, England under-20s. Uh, I, I wish I was going to Spain in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack Clark, he's uh, called up to the uh, England 20 sides uh, for their games away at Italy and then away at the uh, Czech Republic. Kuntem uh, he's been named in uh, Bulgaria's under-21s uh, for uh, their home game against Serbia and then uh, away game against uh, Latvia. Ilan Meslier, he's in uh, France's under-21 side for their games uh, against Azerbaijan at home and then uh, against Slovakia away. Uh, Alfie McCalmont, he's in the Northern Ireland under-21 side for uh, away games against Denmark and Romania. Uh, Matej Bogus, he's in the Poland under-21 side for an away game against Russia and then a home game against Serbia. And then uh, Eddie Nketiah, who will class as, as a youth player, uh, he's named in the uh, England um, under 21 side for the games against Slovenia uh, away and then uh, Austria at home. Uh, first team is then Stuart Dallas. He's been called up uh, to the uh, Northern Ireland squad uh, for their crucial uh, Group C match uh, away at the Netherlands. Uh, Northern Ireland they're, uh, currently tied on 12 points with Germany at the top of their group after five games. Netherlands are trailing by three points with a game in hand, so it is a very, very big game, that one, for uh, Northern Ireland. So hopefully, uh, well, Stuart if they get Dallas, a draw, then they're through, aren't they? Yeah, so hopefully Stuart Dallas and, uh, and uh, Northern Ireland do well. A member of the Netherlands do have a game in hand. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll have to win it then. <laughs> yeah, big game. That, uh, that takes place on Thursday, the 10th of October, uh, 7.45pm kick off UK time um, hopefully they'll win uh, against Netherlands away at Netherlands it'll, it'll be tough for them but uh, of course hopefully they, they do come out that strong uh, hopefully Stuart Dallas I mean I, I, I've got I've got no no feelings either way on Northern Ireland because I've got no connection to the country but I hope Stuart Dallas does well <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I really hope Stuart Dallas does well as well and Northern Ireland do well uh, then they've got a friendly game away at Czech Republic just send him back after the big game just send him back don't let him play in the friendly just, just send him back Send him back How uninjured. annoying would it be if he got injured in the friendly? Yeah, that would be awful. That would be awful. Just don't play him in the friendly, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he will do. He's like one of the most senior players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, Tyler Roberts. He's named in the uh, Wales squad for their two Group E games. Uh, they're away at Latvia and then at home against Croatia. Uh, Wales, they're currently fourth in Group E and four points behind uh, the leaders, Croatia. So, <laughs> big games for them too. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Tom Lawrence isn't driving him down to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Alioski, uh, he's in the uh, the uh, North Macedonia squad for their uh, two uh, Group uh, G games. Uh, first at home against Slovenia, and then away at Poland, uh, where he'll be taking on uh, Leeds United teammate Matusz Klik as he's uh, being called up to the Poland squad for their away game against Latvia, and then of course at home against uh, North Macedonia. Alioski versus Klik should be uh, should be interesting. It's like the two biggest shit houses in the club on opposite <laughs> sides. I can I can only end well. Yeah, it should be uh, very interesting. I mean, well, Click will play centre mid, and Alioski will play like 
left wing, so they won't go near each other pro- most of the game, probably. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it should be interesting. Alioski versus uh, mark each other on corners, <laughs> make sure each other get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, Alioski versus Click. Uh, Poland, the top of that group in North Macedonia, fourth. So, uh, yeah, let's see who brings on the uh, bragging rights. Let's see who brings the bragging rights back. Could be a draw, Leeds United. Could easily be a draw. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. That'll be an interesting one to watch. <coughs> uh, Calvin Phillips and Ben White. They haven't been called up to any national side. Instead, those two are uh, for ludicrous uh, reasons. Yeah, they're they're with their lady partner. Uh, over in Iceland uh, nice to see flying about on scooters <laughs> and uh, chilling in the uh, Blue Lagoon uh, nice to see that they've grown a, a good friendship yeah um, obviously you, you want the, the lone players to kind of feel at home um, you don't know how Ben White would adjust given he's from Brighton and has a very posh accent I know he's moved to the middle of Leeds <laughs> where being posh is kind of being like it's like having a disease you just get frowned on <laughs> but he seems to settled in well he's very popular with, uh, with the fans seems to be popular with the team seems like a nice kind of steady lad does Ben White so my mates met him bumped into him while wandering around Leeds yeah um, he got a photo with him and my mate insisted that, he, that his own girlfriend not Ben White's girlfriend his girlfriend wasn't in the photo <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriend wanted to be in the photo with him he, he, he refused to let her in <laughs> he just wanted the photo with Ben White on his own harsh uh, <laughs> I, just, I thought that was very funny yeah. Uh, but yeah it's nice to see the Calvin's making friends <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's really good that they've got that's a good it. partnership uh, hopefully uh, that sounded quite condescending <laughs> Calvin's probably got a few mates yeah. uh, but hopefully that helps us uh, with uh, securing Ben White permanently at the end of the season or vice versa, Brighton could hang Calvin Phillips, which would just be shit. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ideal scenario is we go up, they go down, they sell us Ben White for three million quid. <laughs> no, that, that is the ideal scenario. Yeah, probably what happened though. <laughs> no, uh, they'll probably stay up, we may go up, and then they'll charge us seven mil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully uh, hopefully that does help us uh, sign Ben White. Or, I mean, yeah, Calvin Phillips got to Brighton, that would just be awful. I mean, um, there's, there's kind of rumours that he wants to... Stay here permanently, anyway. Yeah, well, he's making because, friends because he, he plays every week here. Yeah, he's he playing every week. He's making good good friendships with Calvin Phillips, of course. Away rather than sitting, so. sitting on the bench at Brighton. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they, they, they look like they're enjoying themselves, which is uh, which is good. A, a, a nice break time off. Just don't just don't crash for skewers, please. Just just don't injure yourselves. Oh, that'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah. They've been, um, been in Blue Lagoon, though, which I've I've been to, which is awesome. Definitely yeah. recommend doing yeah, that. I've never been there. Um, but yeah, that's all the Legion United players uh, on international duty. A big congratulations to them all for being called up to represent their country. Good luck uh, to them all as don't well. Don't get injured. And yeah, <laughs> hopefully they all return to Leeds un- injury-free. Just don't get injured, please. Uh, we don't need any more injuries or players out. Um, England. Let's discuss in England briefly, as of course that is our team. We are English. Uh, they've got two uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers uh, coming up. First is uh, away uh, against Czech Republic and then they're away at Bulgaria. Uh, you'd expect England to, to pick up maxim- maximum points in these games. Uh, you would, but, I mean, kind of qualification's pretty much nailed on already. Uh, but, yeah, you'd expect them to beat Bulgaria. What did they hammer them? I'm not sure. What, what did they hammer them? Was it hammer when they beat them? Or was it Kosovo they hammered? It was 5-3 against Kosovo. I can't remember what the score against Bulgaria was. I think that was like 5-0 or 4-0. Yeah, I think I think it was 4-0. I think we just hammered them. So yeah. you'd expect another hammer. Czech Republic, I've not seen much of them recently, but you'd expect a you know decent result against them. Yeah. Um, so Predictions? 
I think we'll beat them both fairly comfortably. I don't yeah. want, I won't go for scores, but I think we'll be two wins. Yeah, I think I think we'll win them both as well. Uh, England, the three points clear at the top of their group here with uh, just a few games left uh, uh, to play, and they've got a game in hand as well on the rest of the four teams in the group. So you'd also expect England to qualify for Euro 2020. Well, yeah, you're always expecting them to qualify for the tournament. I mean, it's ludicrous when England don't qualify. Do you remember yeah. when we didn't qualify without the golden generation? That, 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 <laughs> that was horrendous. It, was that Euro 08 or something when we didn't qualify? Or Is it Euro 08 or Euro, Euro 06? One of, one of, the, yeah. one of, one of the, the one where Steve McLaren was in charge and we didn't qualify. That was yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd expect us to qualify. Um, we are semi finalists in the World Cup. We were what was it semi finalists in the Nations League as well, so yeah, you'd expect us to go a reasonable distance. Yeah, uh, we we did have a slightly fortunate path in the World Cup where we didn't really play anybody hugely difficult till the end. Um, but I'm confident in this team, and I think every time I see Raheem Sterling play for England, he gets better. Yeah, he does. He does, doesn't he? Uh, are you looking forward to the games? Will you be watching? Yeah, I always watch them. Yeah. Who, who who you were uh, looking forward to seeing the most? For me, it's Jaden Sancho. We don't see him play in England, and he looks like a very good player. That's true. We don't see him play in England, but I I always look forward to watching Sterling because he's just an exciting player. Yeah, I enjoy seeing him. And as as a Leeds fan in the Championship, <laughs> seeing Jaden Sancho, seeing um, Raheem Sterling play, I don't I, I don't really see, see it. Around. I only see him like highlights on match of the day. So seeing yeah. him for ninety minutes is one can dream, can't you? That <laughs> <laughs> we will ever have that that caliber of player again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that does bring us then to the uh, end of uh, episode 38 of the All Things Leeds uh, podcast. Uh, thank you very much, as always, uh, to uh, Charles for joining me in the studio. Cheers for having me on, Matt. And uh, thank you to everyone else as, as well who uh, listened or watched. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Hopefully uh, you all enjoyed. And uh, if you did enjoy them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on the uh, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Uh, share the podcast around as well. It will help us out. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Search up All Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leads on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Uh, me and Charles, we will be back next week. And as we said earlier, we'll be joined by Andrew Stats Dalton to look ahead to his book launch. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we will be back next week. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you then. Take care and uh, goodbye. <laughs>